Before we start, I want to tell you about Parents Making Profits, hosted by Mario Armstrong and James Oliver Jr., and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. In each episode, hosts Mario Armstrong and James Oliver Jr. talk through topics, giving you insight and advice, helping you be the best parent and entrepreneur you can be. Here are some episodes to dive into first. How can you avoid the toxicity of hustle culture? Mario and James are inspired by a good housekeeping article about the toxicity of hustle culture and share tips for how you can avoid it. How to get PR for your business without a publicist. Get tips from James and Mario on how you can get PR for your business. The guys give you tips on how you can get PR for your business without a publicist. Another one, four tips for you to be an effective parentpreneur. These four tips will transform how you balance growing a successful business while being present and available for your kids. If you want tips and deep dives from entrepreneurs and business icons, check out Parents Making Profits wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Business Made Simple Podcast, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Every week on the show, we coach you to build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership, the body is your overhead, the right engine is your marketing, the left engine is your sales, the wings are your products, and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, we help a business owner just like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Well, today we're going to talk about the cockpit. We're going to talk about leadership. If you found yourself stuck, if you found yourself not really knowing how to speak up or what to say. Today, we've got somebody who's doing something about it. Her name is Karen Laus. She just released a book called Trust Your Own Voice, and this conversation is going to be incredibly valuable for you. I mean, it's the difference between two or three promotions and six or seven promotions. You got to speak up, and Karen Laus is going to show you how. Well, you're in an interesting place in life and in your career. You're experiencing a bit of a transition that has happened because of success, I would venture to say. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and tell us what you're trying to do? Absolutely. Well, I'm on a mission to reach 10 million women in the next 10 years to overcome self-doubt and speak with confidence. Because the truth is, for me, it was it was too it took too long for me to find my own voice, and I want to help women find theirs. Because at the end of the day, I want all women to be free, and I do that through helping them with their presence as well as their message. I left my corporate job in July of 2020 at 52 years old, and I don't think that's particularly interesting. But other people have said that's pretty interesting. So yeah, uh, okay, maybe I need to use that. I've always considered myself an adventurer for what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And my entire life, I've always been super energized by helping people specifically through speaking. So I love to speak on stages. And my heart for the individual woman is to help her to stop holding back from sharing her ideas due to things like, I'm afraid that I'm going to be judged. I'm afraid that I'm not going to say the right thing. Or what if I rock the boat? And all of those things are things that I have thought even when I was in a senior leadership position in the corporate world. Wow. You, so you, even though you were climbing the corporate ladder, you still struggle with that kind of insecurity. Absolutely. Do you think that is unique to women? I'm, I'm very curious about this. Do you think that's unique to women? Because I know a lot of guys who like don't want to rock, you know, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to step out. I think it's, I personally think it's both because I've also coached many men throughout my life. 
but my heart is for the woman. I because we do have specific challenges. I would say that there's more of this feeling for a lot of women, at least that I've worked with, and it's my story too, where we have this almost over accommodation thing where oh, I, I want to make sure everybody's okay, and you know I better take a back seat. Well, you know it's and it's interesting. It's you know. My mom was such a, she's such a wonderful woman. 26 years, she was a secretary in the exact same position wow. and uh, worked her butt off. She could have been running that company. My, my mother was an Enneagram 8 with a 9 wing. She could have been running the company. Oh, wow. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I'm telling you, she could have run an energy company and maybe she would have if she would have met you, right? Maybe she would have. <laughs> well, you, your mom and my mom have something in common because- you know, Is that right? Why, what's that? It was the, the bizarre thing about my childhood. And that's part of what my first, the first chapter in my book is about that you helped me write. The fact that she was very submissive and I'm, I don't know about your mom being submissive in the household, but my mom was submissive in the household. So what was modeled to me is to be quiet and to look to an authority to give you permission to tell you what to do. But she yeah. was a powerhouse in the community. She was in charge yeah. of so much stuff. My dad wouldn't let her get a job, but she always had this dream to do what your mom did. It was to be a secretary. Wow. And she was she was recognized in the community. She started so many different organizations and ministries. And it was a really interesting way to grow up as a kid, as a, as a woman, seeing my mom in these two different aspects, which I think is why I have had such a successful corporate career because I learned that out in the world, you go for you what you want. You make things happen. You, you know, yeah. you work hard. Whereas, well, when it really comes to me as a person or kind of behind the scenes, you stay quiet until you know for sure that your idea is going to be something that people would like to hear. What we're trying to do here on this episode is save our moms. <laughs> so, so, <yeah. laughs> exactly. You and I are doing fine. We got to save our moms. So now we actually got to help women communicate a little bit better. So give us like, give us like three things that women should be doing. All right. Well, the first one, super simple. Speak first. Break the ice. Yeah. Hey, does anybody have anything they want to share? Crickets. When you're the one that speaks first, number one, you get your voice out there right away. You also potentially get any adrenaline done with, and you don't have to repeat something someone has said five times already, or you know, after five other people have spoken. There you go. Leaders go first. Leaders yeah. lead. That's a yes. really great one. That's a really good one. Even if you don't have anything to say, you can actually just say, here's what I like. Exactly. You know what it does the most to me is it helps to get that energy out there right away. In other words, if if you make it a, like, if you think about, okay, what are the tangible, what are the three tangible things that I'm going to do in the next month to speak up more? That's a really easy one. It's just, you're literally saying something first. So yeah. to me, that's a, okay. a very, it's, it's one you can check off the box. You don't have to wonder, am I going to do this? Right. Or not? You just do it. All right. We're going to talk first. Second one is about, and I want to give a tiny bit of context for this. It's when you're in a meeting and you feel like mm, you might be rocking the boat or you're starting to practice speaking up and having an opinion. For me, it was too long where I hemmed and hawed and tried to say what I thought my boss would want to say. So here's the tip. Say, here's my vote. Here's my vote. I really like that because leaders are able to make decisions and say what they want to happen. And and by saying, well, here's kind of my thought, you're, you're almost apologizing a little bit 
as you speak up. And instead, you're saying, here's what I think is the right direction to go. Let me tell you why it helped me. And for women, particularly that are working on speaking up, but they are nervous about it, saying here's my vote feels very diplomatic while also being direct. It also tees up the sentence that's coming and it can make it almost for for many people that are working on this, it can be a softer way to jump in, but it's also perfectly acceptable. Like it doesn't equate to weakness. I mean, you can say that when you've been seasoned and very comfortable, it's still a diplomatic and very nice way to bring it up. I I love it. It's fantastic. Okay. One more. Can you give us one more? All right. How to stop rambling and get to the point would be my next Yeah, I need that. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) The number one thing is if you notice yourself, so I have two tips that are under the same umbrella. The one thing to do is when you notice yourself rambling out loud, stop and say, and my point is this. Ah. Not only does it help to regroup the audience of, oh, she has a point. She's going somewhere. Now I know it kind of wakes people up. And my point is this. It also helps you to focus. So you're getting back on track. I love it. And you could even eat, you could even write that down as people are talking. You could write down your points so that you know when you start rambling, just read your read your napkin, exactly. right? I mean, and my point is this, and then read that. Totally. <clears throat> yeah, the ability to summarize your thoughts is uh, seems easy, but not very many people can do it. Right. I, I mean, you just shared three really strong, you know, not just communication tips, but leadership tips. Oh, good. Well, and the, the second part of that one is both of them. It just means to pause. The other option is just pause, take a moment, recognize that you can gather your, your thoughts in a second and then say your point. Yeah. If you don't want to say it out loud. But ultimately, it starts with a pause. Karen, what do you do? I mean, you know, we've got some some people who are listening to the podcast and they're saying, yeah, but my boss clearly overlooks me because I'm a one. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and actually say you're in that kind of situation. Yeah. The first thing you want to do, and this is the tip for all situations, is to know your audience. So figure out what would motivate him, speaking, if we're talking about specifically a male, but it would be a female too. Right. What would he care about? getting to where, okay, what actually matters to him? And then being able to speak to that and think is very similar to what you do, Don, is figure out what is the problem that he might have that you could solve. And maybe he doesn't even know he has a problem, but how can you come to the table with, hey, here's one, and you could even start with one thing. Here's one thing that I feel passionate about where I could help the company make more money or whatever it is that he in particular cares about. And that'll get his attention. And then you can go from there. And hopefully that'll at least put you on the radar if he doesn't even know it. But here's what I think happens a lot where we don't even realize that we could speak up and that the person does actually care if we just said something. So part of it is just saying, I have an idea and I'd like you to hear it because it will help the company. I love it. The other thing that I would actually, I've, I've started doing this. At the highest level, I learned this a long time ago. I've started telling people what I want. I've started saying, look, here's three things that uh, I think we're doing wrong. Here's ways that I think we could make more money. And let me also just add this. This is the sort of thing that I want to bring to this position because I'm gunning for that position. I just want you to know it. I'm so glad you said that because I have done that three different times in past And it didn't work? Yes. 
because I made it, it so easy because I wrote out the job description. Here's the need that I can fill. Here's what we don't have. Here's what I can do to make it even better. And it it's so interesting to me how most people just don't think that way or they feel yeah, like- Yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to figure that out. I mean, it's, it's, it, that's right. leadership. So important. So I was at one company for 14 years, a wonderful, incredible company. And I loved it there, got lots of opportunities. And I remember the president saying, I need you on this leadership team. Like, of course. Well, at the time, everybody else on the leadership team, there were going to be seven of us total. And we were growing to a larger size company. She said, well, I started by saying, well, everybody else is director or above, and I'm a senior manager. So what does that mean for me? And notice right away, that was a passive ask. So she said, yeah, 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 we'll have to figure that out. She's a busy person. I bring it up a few months later to our COO because that felt safer to me because I somehow thought that that was sort of an ask to her, which is really interesting. And at my review... I expected a promotion and I didn't get it. And she said, I can tell something's off because she, she and I had a great relationship. And then we laughed about it because I said, she goes, I don't even remember that conversation, Karen. Mm-hmm. And that to your point, I, I said, you know what? Let's do a do-over right now because I just wasted eight months of my life. I should have said, hey, I want to be a senior director. How do I get there? And what's holding me back? How do we make that happen? Wow. That, I mean, you, you, you just unlocked somebody's career, and that's exactly what they need to say. As we near quarter four, change is everywhere in budgets, teams, and customer needs. Having the right data to make the right calls can be the difference between growing big or going home. With HubSpot CRM platform, a single source of truth means your business is supported by a single system that unites all your teams and your data. Complicated and disconnected systems are difficult to implement, tricky to use, and slow down work. With HubSpot's connected customer platform, real-time data empowers your team to make informed decisions that help your business and your customers grow better together. Learn how HubSpot can make your business grow better at HubSpot.com. You know, there's one thing that's really clear as I talk to small business owners every week, and that's that they need a plan. They need a plan to follow as they grow their small business. I started my business without a plan and probably, ah, gosh, in the 10 years I've been running a business, I bet I've wasted four of those just chasing down uh, ideas that didn't really help me grow my company. The truth is a plan is actually very, very simple. Uh, There are six frameworks that you need to know. And if you know those six frameworks, you have a plan to grow a small business. You know what you are doing. That's exactly what you get at businessmadesimple.com. You get a plan to optimize revenue and profit. You need email addresses. You need focus on three economic objectives. You need a clear marketing message. You need to invite the customer into a story. That's our sales framework. You need to manage your cash flow so you don't run out. All of that is part of the plan that is available to you at businessmadesimple.com. Plus, I host a live stream. You get access to me every month live. You can actually ask me a question. Join thousands and thousands of business owners just like you who have a plan to optimize revenue and profit. If you join Business Made Simple, you will have a plan too. Go to businessmadesimple.com and get your plan. Optimize revenue and profit, and you will not only survive, you will thrive. Go to businessmadesimple.com. And now, back to the show. 
Okay, so you quit your job in the corporate world. Yes. And that was a big move because you were you were successful and you probably gave up some stuff to do that. Uh, and now you're you're transitioning to your own personal platform. Yes. Now I put my stake in the ground. September 2019 is when I put my stake in the ground and I made a decision that I was going to leave my job by the end of 2020. Obviously COVID happened, so it happened much sooner. But I will tell you, I'm, I've always been a big dreamer of, okay, what, what can I accomplish? What do I want to do? And I just absolutely, if I could give you the number one thing that is the most important to me, it is care. I love encouraging people and hmm. particularly giving them tools. So it's, it's great to feel encouraged, which I think is a wonderful thing, but I like the second part paired together. What do you do with that? Yeah. For example, out of my 10 chapters, nine of them are specific tips on how to grow your influence through confident communication. You can grab any one of those and you know, want help on executive presence, go to this chapter. You want help on boundaries, go to this chapter. And for me, the practical tools without the fluff is the most important thing that I could offer the world. I love it. Okay, so whenever I encounter, and we've had guests on the podcast who've had this the same issue before, where they're, they're building a personal platform, and I don't mind covering it again because there are so many people who are trying to do this. The number one thing I believe that builds your platform more than charisma, more than getting out there and speaking, more than writing a book, is owning a problem. If you, owe, if you are the solution or your ideas are the solution to a problem, you are going to take off. And I think one of the things that you want to do is own the exact problem that you were in, and that is you didn't speak up in the workplace, mm -hmm. and you think part of that is because what had been modeled to you as behavior for a woman by your mom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you were able to say, you know, own a problem of uh, women get passed up in the workplace uh, often because they're too quiet, because they won't speak up. And I'm going to teach you to speak up in seven or eight different ways, in the boardroom, in presentations, in sales calls, you know, whatever those are. I think you've got to own that problem, the, that, the problem of the woman who doesn't feel comfortable speaking up. And Trust Your Own Voice is a great title. If I could go back in time and, and help you come up with the title, it might be uh, Speak Up. Uh, how women can be themselves in the workplace. And I would even say pass men on the corporate ladder. You know why I would say pass men? Why? Just to be provocative. <laughs> <laughs> You're good like that. It never hurts. It never hurts. You know, Willie Nelson used to say, don't read your press, weigh it. <laughs> Just make sure they're talking about you. Yeah. So I think this idea of... You know, if somebody says, let me just ask you right now, Karen, if somebody says, what do you do? What do you say? Yeah, I usually say something like, you know how women often hold back from sharing their ideas? Well, I support corporate women that are senior director or above, typically over 40, who want to overcome self-doubt and speak with confidence through helping them with their presence as well as their message. You have clearly workshopped that and you've worked on it. And I think it's fantastic. I, I would I would keep that like it is in long form. What I'd love okay. to do right now, though, is is help you shorten it so that if an Uber driver says, what do you do? Yes. You've got you've got a 15 second answer. Please. Can I add one thing? 
my website that speaks to the individual woman. So I, I brought that in a couple of years ago when I launched officially in 2020. But I really realized that where I get my my excitement is speaking at conferences. Hmm. So how do I? I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on what you just said that you you know how you would shorten it. The other thing that's on my mind is how do I transition to conferences where really it's the meeting planner that I'm speaking to, but I still at my heart of hearts, it's all about the woman herself. Oh, I don't think you're going to have a problem at all. And I think it starts with what we're talking about, that 15 second, one sentence pitch. Okay. And I think it's this. I think if if the Uber driver says, what brings you to town? What do you do? You're going to say something to the effect of, uh, did you know that most women get passed up for leadership positions inside the workplace today? And they get passed up for one reason. They don't speak up. Mm. I teach them how to speak up in such a way that they don't get passed up. In fact, they even pass men on the corporate ladder. Ooh. That's it. Got goosebumps. That's it. I, I don't, your Uber driver's got goosebumps. <laughs> 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 if it's a woman, she's got goosebumps because she wants to she wants to learn how to do it. If it's a man, he's got goosebumps because he knows there's somebody who's, who's going to create unleash the competition and he better get off his butt. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's go through the actual outline for the keynote that you're going to give. Ooh. And then let's actually put, you know, we can put together a keynote presentation. You can give it once. You come up with a sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. But let's add some drama to this. And I think the first part of the keynote has to be Here's the number of male executives. Here's the number of female executives. Here's the number of male billionaires versus female billionaires. I think you got to get into the staggering and rather ugly statistics. Now, those statistics are changing. And then I think you actually, I think you should just get a little bit provocative. And I think you should say, you know, maybe it's because they're not aggressive or maybe it's because of this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to say, there. I think there's one reason. There's one reason. And the reason is women don't speak up. Mm. And today, I'm going to teach you how to speak up. Now, if you're a man, you can follow along, but I'm really talking to the women in this audience. <laughs> that is that is fun. First of all, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's got a – Yeah, you're going to have a blast. Have some fun with this. Have some fun with it. And then I think you start delivering the speech. And then I think you say, look, here are the five, the five places that you need to speak up. You need to speak up in the meeting – you need to speak up in giving your presentation. You need to speak up and say, you know, whatever those yeah. are. You may you yeah. may have already outlined that stuff. Yeah. And just have a blast doing it. And then go from there. But I th- I think if you actually if you actually say women get passed because they don't speak up and I teach them to speak up, that's it. Nobody has questions about why you're important or why you matter or why we should value your book or why we should value you as a person. Yeah. No, that's really it. And and at that point, the the person who's deciding who gets to speak at this conference, they're going to be really attracted to that. Now, they're going to worry that they're going to look like some kind of activist advocate for the very thing that you talk about. That woman's going to be, well, I don't want to push the envelope. There, you please push the envelope. But the, let's face it, they're going to do that. So when you in your description of your talk, you're going to say words like fun, winsome, a great ride, affirming, caring, and no, 
men actually don't hate it. They really like it because you know what happens when women lead? Everybody makes more money. And so you want to kind of alleviate that stuff, uh, you know, the fears of that. You want to give them, I always say, put something on the menu. You know, a lot of people, if you had a restaurant that was selling protein, nobody would place an order. But as soon as you say cheeseburger, everybody knows what it is. Right. And so I, I would say you've got it. And I, here's the other thing I would say on your website. You've got a 30-minute talk, a 45-minute talk, a 60-minute talk, and a 60-minute breakout session. Okay. Because what's going to happen is they're going to go, okay, well, we don't know Karen. We don't know her book. But you know what? She does a 60-minute breakout. What's your breakout session, by the way? It's just your talk. It's the same talk you'd give on the big <laughs> stage. Who cares? Right? But you're telling them that you can do a breakout session. How does all that sound? Oh, it feels fantastic. And it really is the core issue. Where can people find out more about how to bring you in to speak in either 30 minutes, 60 minutes, or a breakout session? <laughs> yes, yes, we have that problem solved that I didn't know yeah. that I had. Yes, KarenLaus.com, and the name is K-A-R-E-N-L-A-O-S.com. And secondly, I also have a podcast called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. I love it. And uh, it's an amazing mission. More people need to find out about it. Karen, thanks for coming on. You're so welcome, Don. Thanks for having me here today. All right. I love that conversation. Man, I'm, I was serious. I, 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 if my mother would have read Karen's book or spent a few hours with her, or my life, my life would have been different. I mean, I went to school, you know, my mom sewed our own clothes. We stood in line for government cheese. We, my mom took us to Disney World, right? And she went around to garage sales the months before we went to Disney World and bought Mickey and Minnie stuff at garage sales, washed them in the washing machine, put them in the suitcase and took them to Disney World and pretended that she bought them at a gift store. That's called thrifty, my friends. <laughs> we, could have, we could have afforded like a real something at the real gift store if my mother uh, would, have, would have met Karen a little earlier and spoken up. God, I miss my mom. What an incredible woman. Uh, Karen, thanks so much for coming on today. Well, you know, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. And today's plan of action is really simple. Now, go back and listen to the whole thing because there's she helped so much. But today's plan of action is this, okay? I want you to, don't get mad at me. Just listen. Wake up tomorrow morning. If you're still mad, you can write me a letter. S stop positioning yourself as a victim. Stop doing it. Stop saying the world is unfair and I'm not being called on, even if it's true, even if it's true. Don't, don't think of it. Instead, come up with three or four things you can do to speak up and give everybody that you work with one more shot to listen to you. One more shot, but, but take action on it. Speak, start speaking up and see what changes. People have to think of you differently. They're thinking of you as somebody who is quiet and inactive and invisible, especially on Zoom if, you're not, if you don't have your screen on. And instead, they're going to start thinking of you as somebody who has an opinion, and it's a strong opinion, and you're willing to take action, and you're willing to lead. But rebrand yourself in people's minds as a leader, as somebody who speaks up. Karen Laos gave you three amazing ways to do it. Go to Amazon and pick up her book, Trust Your Own Voice. And if, hey, if you're hiring a speaker, <laughs> you know, give her a call, KarenLaus.com. All right. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you next week.